0: episode seven of the very best podcast Uh, in each episode we discuss debate pontificate the very best of a hitherto unknown category provided by a special guest now i'm your host for today jay for the very first time what have i been doing biding my time (laughs) and uh, as always joined uh joining me As always, Ben and Sam. Hello, Ben and Sam. How
1: are we? Hey, buddy. Hey. Yeah, good. Pontificate. 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 I like that word.
0: What have you guys been up to? It's been so sunny, and football didn't come home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear.
0: Yeah,
2: it's lost lost in the mail, isn't it?
1: It'll get here. It'll get here in the end. where it is. I think I was just. Football's fine where it is.
0: My highlight of that Sunday was uh, Sam, <laughs> Sam's Insta story where he
1: was watching the football. He's like <laughs> football, <laughs> football. I have oh, a, a, a favorite football song. My favorite football song is the one that goes,
3: hey, 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 hey
1: football. Oh
3: yeah, that's that's the White my Stripes, stripes isn't it? <laughs> I think that's, my, that's my
1: team. my. my 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 team local football team that's that's my team and that's their that's their channel i like seeing you experience that kind
2: of that full that full spectrum of football fan emotion where it's just like hey oh yeah it's good happy football good football oh no sad now bad football (laughs) the full spectrum of emotions well two things
1: it's you know anything can happen as long as it's related to kicking a ball towards a goal yeah and uh well they're supposed to go in the goal
2: if i'm not mistaken (laughs) yeah well it doesn't have to though apparently okay that's that's what i learned what happens then
1: from from sunday (laughs) then people it's a very disappointed kick If it doesn't go in, then people take to Twitter and say, racism it happens. Happens. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: What happens. Yeah,
2: it's where racism yeah, comes.
1: From. You <laughs> sent me
0: that. <laughs> that's how what it's you, made, Sam. You sent me that thing. You sent me that thing as well, didn't you? What was it? Did you watch a game last night? What game? <laughs> Don't <Dunno. laughs> you know. the
1: game. Is that Alan the Alan game. To, to be fair, you can't yeah,
0: you right.
2: can't just leave the EU and then just turn up and pick up the Euro Trophy. Like it's just it's just not
1: on. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, I never. I yeah, I'd never that, thought about that. <laughs> that Weatherspoon's guy would have died from ejaculating. <laughs> <on
0: the spine. laughs> Even if that happened.
3: So. Yeah, would, would they're still coming them. to my pub. <laughs>
0: oh, <wow. laughs> Grim. Oh god. Yeah. Well, how do you guys feel about everything opening up next? Is it next week? <laughs>
2: oh mate, it's, it's um, no,
0: no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I wouldn't do
2: that to myself. Everyone's going to die. It's the zombie shit. It's the zombie stuff (laughs) that we talked about. It's still there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the the rules are quite funny, aren't they? So you can't travel abroad. There's loads of these restrictions, but you can...
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but but you're not going to... You're not going to partake. No, I feel
2: like we're kind of like... We're like the canary, aren't we? You know, when they lower the canary down into the mine shaft to see if the canary lives or dies so they can figure out whether to send the important people. Uh, I feel like we are the canary of the world right now, doing that.
1: Of the world, it's so are we like the, the first first people doing it? I
2: think I think we're early. Uh, I'm not exactly in sure. In Europe, I think, I, think we're, I think we're early to that party of, uh, you know, trusting the general public with the health and safety of the nation, um, which I, I would mm. never recommend.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we're so good at not getting overexcited and just going mental, aren't we? We're really good, good at at doing that, The Brits. <laughs> It's not like like... we like, you know, a (laughs) drunken rampage or anything. It's
3: just...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think other European countries are looking at the statistics and if, obviously, the number of deaths are going up, they go, oh, I think we better lock down. Whereas we're like, oh, we better
1: open up. (laughs) It's strange, isn't it? It's a strange world. the The last announcement was kind of like, well, yes, yeah, we kind of, maybe we should... Yeah, but there might some people might die, but no, but you know, people die every day, and uh, yes, uh, let's uh, be careful. But obviously, uh, just the pretty much standard, um, standard since you know past two. I reckon. Years.
0: He, I reckon it's the case of they keep bringing out different versions of the same single. Don't go out. Go out, and this latest one is wear a a masks, but don't wear a mask. But if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. It's
2: like... <laughs> Hey, did anybody, um, did anybody see that video of R- Rishi Sunak um, talking about how much he likes Coca-Cola? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my <laughs> days! Oh my days! I did. Somebody told me about it, and I didn't believe it was real. Coke I was like, "He is my he favorite thing." you can't possibly have said, "I'm a massive coke addict," to a couple of fifteen-year-olds <laughs> yeah. during an interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During an interview. Yeah.
1: And then he's like, "He's like, you guys are a couple of pros. I really love pros." I mean, they are. They're much coke more professional than him. <laughs> yeah.
0: The funniest part of that story was that he didn't actually understand until they started giggling what it said yeah. so if they just kept a straight face he wouldn't have corrected it
2: and then and then he and then he tried yeah. to uh he tried to dig himself out the hole by saying oh like you know you gotta to go to mexico for the best coke
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did he? it's like dude just stop speaking just stop <laughs> oh i didn't i didn't i, sh- I should have finished oh, wow. watching the clip
2: <laughs> oh dude it's so good Those kids did a really good job, I think. like, (laughs) I I would not have had that amount of composure as a 15-year-old. I would have been on the floor laughing.
0: (laughs) That was good. Well, this week's special guest is, uh, well, uh, called One Little Atlas. And um, they were introduced to me by, funnily enough, Sam. Because uh, Sam used to run a live music gig in town. And uh, um, I used to go because they used to be incredible artists. You, you guys really selected some really good artists. And I really got into live music, actually, l- going through these gigs. And uh, I just remember turning up one day and these guys were on. I turned up kind of mid-section, you know, when you quietly creep into the room. And uh, I was just blown away by them, like absolutely blown away. They were incredible. They, there's The sound that they had was insane. And, um, yeah, it was very cinematic. Um and uh, yeah, so uh, Dean from One Little Atlas um, is going to be giving us our topic for today. Uh, any guesses what the topic might be?
1: I think um, the word cinematic is, our, is like our drink one of our drinking game words, isn't it? With, uh, every time you hear the word cinematic, <laughs> um, take, take a shot. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, prob- it, probably. It, it, is the
2: only, it is the only adjective that I know, to be honest.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How was it for you? Cinematic.
3: <laughs> Bob Dylan yeah, that sounds yes. like me. <laughs> well, he, he I know, think it was a, it was he told me movie. that
0: he told me that he has <laughs> listened to a few episodes and he, so he knows that um, majority of the questions are musical. So I've got a feeling it might be something other than musical. I hope it's I, just, I hope it's just like this, really wild card soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Just like, yeah,
2: like what's the best, what's the best British dessert? Wow. Yeah, just random.
1: <laughs> Obviously,
3: <laughs> trifle. Yeah. I hope be. it is that. And I'll, it's, you know what? It's trifle.
1: It's trifle. Do you know why it's trifle? I don't like trifle. I think trifle is terrible. <laughs> but it's batch crazy and <laughs> it just deserves it's an insane it's it, it yeah. It is,
2: it's really eccentric isn't it it's like why would you put those textures together why would you put all those sloppy <laughs> things together it needs structure damn it it's
1: just not, there's like not, nothing it's like a weird sort of it's like um, it custard and cream and then fruit it's like having um,
2: it's like uh, getting like a layer of mushy peas and then like pouring mm. tomato soup on top of that and then have like a slice of bread floating in it and trying to trying to pass that off as some kind of like thing that justifies its, its own dessert. existence
1: which it definitely doesn't <laughs> it's, it's mad yeah. You've just, it's basically the result of some improper storage in the fridge and then someone said nope yeah, I meant to do it, played for and got
2: just like a- avoiding <laughs> the awkward conversation at a dinner party no, you're all wrong <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: delicious
3: um, yeah, um, actually, yeah should,
2: we, uh, should we hear the actual question or should we just continue oh, yeah. uh, discussing yeah. our own hypothetical question?
1: It's a trifling matter spin.
0: So you're going to hear uh, the voice note from Dean from One Little Atlas and um, he's going to give us a topic and then we have to decide on the spot what is the very best of. Uh, that'll be followed by a track from our special guest, and then we'll have to justify our uh, kind of <laughs> freestyle <laughs> answers. So, right, let's have a listen to what Dean has for us.
1: Hi, this is Dean from One Little Atlas. I write music with my besi mate
0: Kevin in the project, which is usually a melting pot of genres with a cinematic edge to it. We've also performed original scores to Ron Frick's documentaries, Kiana Skatsy and Baraka. We're currently working on a full-length album for release later this year, but you can hear our music and any projects at onelittleatlas.com. Uh the topic this week for the lads is best ever film director. Have at it. Okay. So, very
1: best.
0: The topic Finally. Oh, this is- Finally, <laughs> the topic for today. The topic best... is very
1: cinematic.
0: <laughs> you called it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> best film, the very best film director ever. Wow. Well, we've we got
2: uh, what... for this one because uh, we've pretty
1: much been praying <laughs> for it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we've, uh, what's the order? We didn't decide right. what the order was. I, I, I forgot who, what the order was last time. I think I went um, first
0: last time. Were you hosting? So should I go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, this is like when someone asks you what's your favourite film and you're a film geek like me. Like, <laughs> what would you like to subcategorize? Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. No. Uh but yeah. Oh it's a tough I think I'm gonna not I'm not gonna think I'm just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say the first name that comes into my head. I'm gonna go with Oliver Stone uh okay oliver stone okay. yeah because i just remember one of the first films i really that really made an impact on me was platoon i remember watching it mm. and i was just like wow um the film yeah it had it had some kind of a really <laughs> deep meaning about humanity it wasn't it was obviously it's a vietnam war film but i thought it was a lot more than that um yeah and I, it's one of those films that i watched and i just I just can't forget it. Do you know what I mean? It just left, I can remember specific scenes very clearly. Um, And I think that sort of filmmaker, it's the greatest asset for a filmmaker is leave, leave your mark. And he's been very consistent with his, what he is. He doesn't apologize for what he wants to communicate. Um, That's the first name that came into my head. There's so many though, as uh, Sam will tell you, we talk film all the time and Ben as well. We Speak about film so much yeah. and there's so many directors that i could have said it's, it's, and, tough. You know, it's tough it's a very tough question but i'm gonna go oliver stone
1: nice Okay, okay. who's it who's next uh, you can go sam um i'm just gonna I do, I do this every time i'm like should i go for someone <laughs> off kilter uh
2: I try will go for someone go, go for that, that popular vote gotta get that popular vote <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would like to go.
2: Let me just check IMDb I and would... see what number one is. And that's
1: Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Ever heard of him? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to say the obvious and say, obviously, uh, uh, Benjamin Herbert. <laughs> Uh, Benjamin S. Herbert given you a, given you a, a, a middle name. There. Okay, I'll give you, that. I'll give you um, that discount on the video you wanted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: appreciate
1: that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I mean, I would like to go somewhat hipstery and cool and stuff. And I think the one I'm going to choose is that anyway. But I'd just be lying because I actually do think that, um, he is the best director. So Stanley, Stanley Kubrick, so, um, for me and I'll, I'll justify that later but <laughs> people know nice you know okay nice. goodbye well, yeah. <laughs> great, great answer man Kubrick's,
2: Kubrick's a beast you um, can't see it right now but just around the corner I've got a 2001 Space Odyssey uh, print on the wall but that's not my answer I, I have a lot of opinions about a lot of directors um, I really wanted to say Quentin Tarantino Um. For for style, for like maximum style and like fun, but uh, it's gonna be Chris Nolan. Uh, gotta be Chris Nolan, British British guy, very cutting edge, on the edge of everything, always pushing. Um, yeah, Chris Nolan's my answer.
0: Right. Well, let's have a listen to a track by One Little Atlas, and then uh, we can debate. We can pontificate. <laughs> what is who is the very best uh director? this track is called a render by one little atlas um their new album is out i think at some stage covid pending uh but i think this was their last single which is brilliant here it is
3: Something I could feel, feel. So don't you waste your time on break side for peace
2: Intimidated by the fact that you actually have pen and paper out, Sam.
1: Okay, got, got my yeah,
2: doing your doing your homework proper. I just watched the music <laughs> video. <laughs>
1: it's because you do you know what you're talking about. I've got I've got a, I've got a kind of you know stuck up with you guys.
2: <laughs> I mean Kubrick's Kubrick's in my top ten as well. I don't know what the ordering of the top ten is, but Kubrick and Nolan are both in it, and Fincher
0: yeah mm. what did you guys think of the track
2: yeah it was uh it was it was banging um I really liked it like I'd like to listen to that in the sun on the beach uh it's got like a wild, nice. wild spirit to it really good i I watched the music video. I was just saying um Sam's out with his pen and paper out making notes on his argument and I just, <laughs> I just, I just got distracted I watched the music video I was like oh was there something I was supposed to do <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Just, uh, yeah, song's great. What did you think, Sam?
1: I'm trying to take it seriously. Guys, come on, a Sam. What do you think? Um, I I really like it. I think it's very clever because it's um, you know, I mean, I love a hook, but sometimes hooky music can sort of become a little bit uh, irritating, and uh, this manages to whack in all these hooks everywhere but the production on it is so smooth and um, you almost don't notice you're being indoctrinated if <laughs> you know what I mean by the by the track yeah, of, I really so. like that
2: sound at the beginning that was like it's like like tickled my
0: brain
1: yeah
3: yeah I think Asma. that's the
0: thing I liked yeah there's lots of intricate little sounds that um dean composes the music and produces it the tracks mm. and i just love that he puts in these little details um so he's quite um he's quite good actually at doing that and i think it's interesting that you picked up on that um yeah yeah it's right
1: a soundscape, but it, it, there's definitely a structure to it to it that you can um you know you can identify as a pop song you know mm. so it's clever clever stuff
0: Clever, clever stuff um, yeah. yeah, so who's gonna go first? That would be that would be you, sir. Okay, um, Oliver Stone. So I mentioned actually, interesting. I mentioned the film that I mentioned, Platoon, which is the one. But um, with Oliver Stone, it's it's you forget what else he's actually works on. Um, he he wrote Conan the Barbarian, which is like hey. <laughs> it's like how does that. It's, it's just like, how does that even work? And he also wrote Scarface. Oliver Stone wrote Scarface, which I didn't know until recently. It's something that, you know, you don't
2: really think of that. it. Can...
0: Did
2: he, yeah, did you he don't like think... the film? Because I feel like, did he... I, feel like that, I wonder if he actually liked the film because like Scarface is such a sort of misunderstood film. I wonder if he was happy with it
1: yeah
0: well yeah but just the fact that he penned it do you know what yeah. I mean, it's like i didn't know yeah, that yeah, yeah. for a while and i was like when i when you look through his filmography it's like it's it's like wall street wow i remember watching wall street for the first time and it, it opened my mind onto like what the 80s were like and how it really you know turboed this capitalist kind of thinking across the world <laughs> greed is good you know that line is it's just it's just Born on the 4th of July, another one. A really memorable film. So there was a period of time where he was just on fire and he was just writing one after the other, one after the other. Um, and I think those films um, have stood the test of time really well. Because I watched Platoon a few months ago and I hadn't seen it for a few years and it blew me away. And there were so many scenes that I forgot about. Um, we were talking about marijuana earlier. There's a great scene with Willem Dafoe where he's talking about you know why he's doing you know why are they all smoking that and he's talking about severe ptsd and and he was like this is the only way we can stay alive otherwise we will we will probably shoot ourselves so he was touching on topics that are just yeah incredibly ahead of their time as well so and uh, they're still very powerful and and also <laughs> recently i watched u-turn again which is so he, he's got range as well u-turn is such a fun film to watch because it's so cartoon-like, if you—I uh, didn't know how funny it was. It's a genuinely hilarious film. It's like a dark kind of violent comedy. Um, Any given Sunday is another latest because you know he's, oh, he's gone through different. I'm glad. I'm gl- It's him as I'm well. I'm glad you yeah. said one Any that given I've Sunday. seen,
2: because I was starting to feel pretty bad. Like, <laughs> I, dude, I have not seen a single one of these films. Uh, yeah, he. I'm glad you said one.
3: It's like you seen know,
2: cartoon.
0: now. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah, you gotta get on that. But you know. Every, so he's like seventies, eighties. Every decade, he kind of moves forward and he brings in a new topic, and it's a really poignant topic. So I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, all the other options are, you know, Kubrick is, a, you know, so many different options, but I don't know. Oliver Stone is just really cuts really deep with me for some reason.
1: I think he's really so. You're, really good. Um, you are sort of. He has the catalogue of sort of quality. There's no. Is there a specific um style point or something well i i
0: like i like kind of um rebels basically you know who people who come outside of their field and go look this is possible out here so he was going up at a time in hollywood where it was very sanit- you know this is very sanitized everything was very samey samey and he really stood up and he was the first one to kind of walk through the vietnam platoon was not well received like by you know what i mean a lot of people because it was really critical of the americans wasn't it mm. and um, it was very, I mean, and after that, people started to, to you know, go, actually, what was going on in Vietnam? Because before that, it was all kind of whitewashed a little bit, and people thought it was still a great idea, you know? Yeah, man? So,
2: the media had, like, much more control back then, didn't they?
0: Exactly. And he was stepping out of line in Hollywood. <laughs> so, and he's, he's been consistent with that. So, I like the idea that, you know, you don't just go along with what everyone else is doing. You go, no, no, this is what I want to talk about. Mm. And that's quite commendable, I think. So in terms of, he's got good range in film making, but I like the idea that, you know, I think as a filmmaker, you've got to define who you are straight away and then stick to it. Because otherwise, you know, it might, even Martin Scorsese, was, which, I, which I could have said, his his main thing about filming is he's like, you, talk about what you know and talk about what you are. Because then... It's difficult for people to replicate it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why I think yeah. Oliver
0: Stone is brilliant. Awesome.
1: Be, your, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like that.
2: Yeah, that was a good answer. Um, I just, I just like I'm looking at his movies now. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a that's a pretty, pretty impressive collection. To go on the
1: watch list. Yeah, man. He's brilliant. Sweet. <clears throat> All right then. Is it me? Ben. Is it Ben or is it, is it me? Oh, it's me next. I it?
2: think it's you. Yes. Yeah. I chose second.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I chose second. Um, yeah, so Stanley Kubrick is the guy... I start? I know, yeah. He's the guy I chose. Now, I think the, the reason I um, like him so much is his fluency in semiotics. It's just—it's almost as if that's his first language because it takes something. For example, two thousand and one, Space Odyssey. We have the the classic image of the monolith, okay. And I mean that says so much. In it, kind of sums up the the film um, in in one image because we have this this great rectangular. Um, almost sort of the blackest black you've ever seen. So almost fanta black, um, rectangular slab, which could either be a doorway or it could be a gravestone. You know, it could be these two things. And it's almost a, a door into the world as if like, uh, as if it's, uh, representing birth or a gravestone at the end of someone's life. And that's essentially what the, um, the film sort of, um, wraps up into is this sort of cyclical nature of how um, things become aware things sort of step through that door into awareness and um, and then how it all sort of cycles around into death again and then becomes part of the universe and then uh, and then uh, again background and um, i mean the final scene uh, where we have um, uh, I think it's is it David. David's the main character, sort of experiencing, um, experiencing himself, sort of aging, going through this process, and I think he says they're they're all stars at the end, doesn't he? That's his that's his, um, his last lines in it, and that idea that we are all sort of made of stars. That um, and th- the the main sort of um, thing that I love that I enjoy about Kubrick film is his he doesn't so much have an arc really he'll he'll have an arc but his actual trajectory is sort of just crescendo 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 and then explosion right so he'll have um, you take you know uh, the shining and that leads up it's building up pressure cooker boiling 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 and then explosion Uh, full metal jacket the same again we have someone um, experiencing this sort of breakdown, and then we have a sort of a violent explosion. Um, in 2001 Space Odyssey, he manages to uh, sort of um, cut that with the story arc of, um, of Hal and this idea of Hal becoming aware um, and wanting to sort of survive and wanting to, to, to live. And um, so that sort of first contact between humans and this intelligence this uh, this new kind of intelligence um, yeah just the 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 symbols the signs the um, just the texture of it just packed full of stuff from um, start to finish in you know in in everything that's done and the color the color the starkness of um, of his cinematography is just Um, It's just overwhelming at times. It's it's you know a character in itself. Um, I just love his movies and um, yeah. Oh, one last thing I was going to say is that the influence that he's had on um, other directors. The scene in Clockwork Orange where um, the 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 home invasion scene and that idea of singing sort of a merry tune. Hmm. Over the top of something quite violent, Mm. and that sort of juxtaposition—you see that again.
0: That's been done to death, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, you see it so many times now. And uh, like Quentin Tarantino, *Reservoir Dogs*. Yeah. The scene stuck in the middle with you is playing when he's having a well. Recently, *Joker*, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And um, that—that is just a staple now, to the point where you know his mastery of the semiotics has then sort of um fed back into that language. And some of the signs and symbols that he came up with are now sort of, you know, they're um symbols that we all use. Um so yeah, that's in sort of a Shakespearean way that Shakespeare kind of added to the language. I feel like um Kubrick really sort of added to the language with his films. So and
0: visually what. as well, actually that's the bird's eye view of a car, right? <laughs> I don't think you can start a horror film these days without that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And like, I I think we, every time I watch a film with my family, we have a bet when is it coming? The scene. Every single horror <laughs> film starts off with a car driving somewhere. Yeah. That's standard. So, that's, I mean, that's, that's, his that's, 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 that's a
2: really good point that with like Kubrick, it kind of is like spot the Kubrick reference. Like, every day. Mm. Every time you watch a film, it's like spot the Kubrick reference. Here's, here's that. It's
1: just. It- He's kind of got, created a sort of a Duplo, or so, off brand a, a Lego um, sort of set, <laughs> uh, sort of a set of um, things that you can kind of shunt together and create. You know, you could cobble together um, a passable <laughs> film just by
0: what are you um, making?
1: Emulating the these Kubrick? set pieces. And, and he, he did. Yeah, he was yeah. very pioneering Kubrick. of those things.
2: <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah, awesome.
1: So, and he did pioneer yeah he pioneered those things and you know yeah great stuff <laughs> so ben oh hi tell us why you are in fact the...
2: yeah so chris nolan um actually I, I really like stanley kubrick and him and chris nolan i think have a lot in common and i think there's no denying mm. that uh, Stanley Kubrick's been a big influencer of, of Chris Nolan um, Chris Nolan is a, is a modern great and Kubrick is a kind of legendary all-timer great hall of fame although I, think, I, I do think Chris Nolan is probably in the hall of fame by now, metaphorical kind of film director hall of fame um, but you know he's just, he's modern he takes those ideas further and he comes up with new ideas himself but one thing that they really have in common not that I'm supposed to be arguing what they have in common Um, I think they're both really, really good at epic spectacle that is sometimes devoid of emotion. Sometimes. um, Like, they're amazing to behold.
1: Kind of bleakness. Right,
2: yeah. But then there was one in particular that Chris Nolan did. I think his brother um, wrote it with him as well, which was uh, Interstellar. And it was like he did it to prove that he did actually have the mastery over the kind of emotive stuff as well. So he had that, like, father-daughter and the love and connection between them being stretched across time and space and the infinite. Um, and and you really felt it and it was super moving and stirring. Um, I don't think Kubrick ever did that. I don't think he was ever really like emotionally stirring. Um, so yeah, Nolan can do that, but it's not really his style. He prefers the big spectacle. He prefers the kind an- of technical anxiety is, a,
1: anxiety is an emotion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, true. Well, yeah, what are these monkeys up to? They're up to something, aren't they?
1: <laughs> it's curiosity
2: yeah um but yeah so so yeah chris nolan you know he's got uh he's got a really um really he's got a really consistent uh, kind of career um uh, you know he started out with small budgets he he did uh, one off his own back called following that he shot with like five grand and it's he knew exactly what to do he knew exactly what he could make happen for no cost by like writing a really good story uh, he shot it in black and white because it was very much cheaper. And because it was shot in black and white, he didn't need to worry about lighting very much because there was no issues with like mixed colour temperatures or anything like uglifying the shots. Um, so he made this great, really watchable film for like £5,000, I think. Maybe it was £15,000, one out of two. Um, but ever since then, his budgets have been scaled up. It's like they add a zero every time he makes a film. And every film he makes is brilliant and completely completely watchable and all of them can be rated from he uses
1: every penny each time yeah
2: and they can, you know they can all be rated from 7 to 10 out of 10 i think like every film that he's made except some like weird little like art festival thing that he did i can't remember what it's called maybe it's called like june bug or something like that um, that was, pretty, oh, that was yeah. pretty weird
0: he's like he's like he's a bit like a if you look at his films and like you're talking about the budgets he's a bit like a british kind of james cameron cuz he's like started he started off similarly you know really low budget stuff and then he just every film he made it <laughs> got scaled up and up yeah. and up now so much so that i think his avatar two on three is making and they're going to be like a billion dollar productions yeah. or something so yeah man. Quite, and, quite and
2: that's that's no small thing like the difference between spending like it's easier to make that cheap film i think well, no, it's not easy. They're just, they're just complete different things, making that film for cheap and calling in all the favours and making the magic mm-hmm. happen. That's an art form. But it's also an art form to actually know how to use that absolutely colossal budget in the right mm-hmm. way and, and where it all goes and, and what it goes to and, and what it brings to the film. Um, so I really like that consistency of his that he doesn't have any work to be yeah. ashamed of.
1: He's maintained it cachet, hasn't he? Sort of a credibility.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, yeah, stuff like uh, Inception, like just Inception was just a revolution in cinema. And he makes these pieces that you can enjoy them. You can be confused by them, but somehow it's like an enjoying, like in, enjoying the confusion. It's really enjoyable. Um, you, like the thrill of trying to solve the puzzle, and maybe you do, maybe you don't. But it was it was good to try. Or maybe you've seen it a few times, or maybe you're really smart um, and you just get it right away. But the you know he puts out these like it's these like mind bending challenges for us to tackle in the cinema. And sometimes they require like a handful of watches. Um, I find that really enjoyable. And I think all of his films have like an amazing amount of depth and rewatchability to them. But I find them all enjoyable the first time, same as I do the 10th time. And I do rewatch them. Um, so I, 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 I'm just fanboying. I'm just fanboying over Chris Nolan right now.
1: <laughs> That's
2: um, what we do. I think he does a lot of things brilliantly.
0: I don't know if I had this conversation with Sam or maybe someone else, but I think it was, he's um, all a year, right? His films are, but I think one of the things that we were talking about was like, he does love exposition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, there's a scene in, uh, I think it's Interstellar where, I think they're talking about love for about 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, what is love? Love is, and he just goes through it. And it's like, man, that's a lot of exposition. It's like, what's, what's going to happen? But the, but, well, but yeah. the film's well, about love. No, yeah. I'm talking not just in that one. If you look at mementos, well, there's so yeah. much like you know, explaining. I think he, he, um, but he does it in a really at... clever way. To be fair, he he poked a bit of fun
2: at himself in Tenet because there was a character asking. Like they were saying, so so what, how does this work? Can you tell me a bit more about it? And he's just like, we're, we're not doing that. We're not doing that tonight. Get some sleep. And it's, it's almost like Chris Nolan saying, we're not we're not doing the exposition this time, even though this guy's asking for it. Yeah. You're probably asking for I it. Like, we don't have time. This film's already like, three hours long.
1: He's <laughs> yeah. like characters, are like what's yeah, going maybe, on, guys? Maybe that's, a, maybe that's a, a that sounds like producers to me. Mm. So no no one's gonna get this. <laughs> put someone in put a stupid person in there get, it's the same. <laughs> so, what, what, so what are we doing <laughs> yeah,
3: don't worry about it
1: Sit
2: back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. enjoy the show oh, It's great.
3: great yeah but famous. that's me and that was, I, I that was th-
2: probably the hardest one to settle on because I do have I've got a little like hall of fame of directors in my head and there's probably 10 or 15 directors in there mm. um, but I just thought I'd go for the popular one because I really want to I really want to score a point this time because I, I keep, keep losing up. so <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey guys! <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: no. I, I first, I think I, so many isn't there. We all, we've all kind of yeah. I think you Sam, you nailed it, didn't you? Shall I go for the popular one? Or shall
1: <laughs> <I go? laughs> well, no, I was good, I was gonna try and go go for the indie one, and but then I was well, just the like, Tarantino I just one. <laughs> I, I like Cooper.
2: I'm surprised yeah. nobody said Tarantino because I feel like that would have been an easy win.
1: Yeah. yeah, I yeah. just don't agree. To be honest, mm. I mean, I think he's he. I I do enjoy his films, definitely, but it's a little bit o- oasis to me. So yeah, like, they're all kind of fanboy films, aren't they? Really, I'm gonna be, be murdered for this as well. It's, uh, if if you? It's it's kind of like um, I see it as like there's a bunch of ingredients there that this would have happened at some point Mm. and it just so happens that he did it Mm. right. It's like geekdom, but it's just well-organized geekdom. Do you know what I mean? So I see it like, uh, Reservoir Dogs was, is a remake of, um, city on fire with Chow Yun fan, which, you know, a, a bunch of guys, maybe my age, a bit older, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound like it, but could have yeah. made that film. In fact, you know, yeah. a bunch of my friends have, you know, have made similar things around the area, you know, and he, he's a lot older than me, but, you know, there's that older boy who had nunchucks. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, he had, you know, a poster of Krull on his wall and, you know, and he just so happened to borrow his uncle's camera. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, to me, It is that there is, that is cool and that is totally, totally fine, but it's a little bit, um, Comic-Con sort of geekdom. I guess it is, it's the, it's the, it's the snowball of success, um,
2: and, and somebody can get successful. And once you are like at a certain level of success, then it snowballs from there. Like once you're into mainstream Mm -hmm. success it snowballs and becomes more than the sum of its parts. And and yeah, when you try to mm. deconstruct it, it can be, like, I'm not talk- I, I'm not saying I agree on like Tarantino being over the top or, or anything. I'm just kind of like, I, I kind of get how that happens, but all the people come mm. flocking to it and you're like, how does this justify such a big audience? Um, yeah. That's not how it works though, is it? Like, it, 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 I think it's, it's not fu- fair. It's fun.
1: I think-, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun, but I just don't think it, and I, I enjoy it. But I I enjoy it in the same way that I enjoy, I don't know, Marvel, really to be honest, mm. in the same way that I enjoy a superhero movie. I don't necessarily think it's like high art mm. or anything original. It's
2: like uh, like like really? junk food. It's like like an ice cream. Yeah, like, yeah, it's good, but yeah, kind <laughs> it's, of is, yeah. it's not art. It's not good for yeah.
3: me.
0: Yeah. I mean, think. I think, it's, it's, I, like I, I, think I just I, I think he wrote a true romance, didn't he? And I think that's. The one thing that I was like fair enough is yeah i, really I agree film. with that actually that's a really, he wrote really that well so i was like fair enough really he didn't well direct written. it but he did i think it was it scott was it ridley scott or his brother directed it but i was like do you know what fair enough that is really good writing
1: it's <laughs> really well written yeah that's true that's very but true. yeah oh he's and got it be honest, there. Yeah. ben's got it it's And really to be cool. honest, ask me tomorrow and i'll say nah, exactly I, I, I completely think he's a genius <laughs> yeah, i can't see who directed it, it. The well, this is why I think
0: I, I didn't say Luc Besson because Luc Besson started off really well. Then he snowballed and he got... Then he was just... I don't know what he's making now. <laughs> he's making what cartoon the, films now.
1: What the hell was Lucy? Oh, exactly. Was just... <laughs> did he do, did he do Valerian? Scene. Valerian. He might have oh, he, done Valerian. That was Valerian,
2: yeah. That was like visually uh, amazing. He... Like the, the plot and the actors were just like dry. It was awful. But it, but it looked amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I, I mean, saw it in the cinema, annoyed. but it was a bit like, you know what you said earlier, Sam? It was a bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like Which
1: watching a fun. comic. It's not good. Hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, so
2: we've gone into the bonus round of directors that we don't like that much. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> what else don't you like, but, Sam? Um... So
1: let's, let's welcome back to slating final who arguments are, in in this week's episode welcome of an old to, man
0: shouts at things.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome back to to slating people who are more successful than us. <laughs> That's what it all boils down to.
0: Right. So summaries. I'll start. Uh, yeah, go for it. I think uh, Oliver Stone is the very best of directors um, because he was a rebel from the beginning, and he's really owns what he makes and he's um he's stayed true to himself and he's made some absolutely belters of films and he's also written some a lot of amazing films like scarface that uh, a lot of people don't know about so he's um and he's got longevity i mean he's still going he's still making i think his last film was and he's he's done it for like five six decades with consistency making consistently making great films which is so hard uh, ben said earlier you know snowball effect uh, you know, directors kind of dry out, or they peak too early, or, or you know, they they like fine wine. They they get older and they get better. But he's been consistent, so that's why Oliver Stone is the very best director ever.
1: Okay. Nice, Oliver, Oliver. I hardly know her. Um, no, I I'm going to choose uh, Kubrick because of the contribution to the art form the amount of symbols and signs and um just just basically standard practices that he has implemented and um the influence that he has had with comparatively um you know smaller back catalogue but just the punch of each one um, has just reverberated and um, that's why i'm i'm choosing kubrick kubrick's the man
2: Sick. Uh, And yeah, Chris Nolan, the uh, modern pioneer of film, I'd say. Um, Always makes something fresh, always revolutionizing something. Uh, You know, revolutionary VFX, banging soundtracks. Um, Yeah, it's always fresh, something new. And I can't wait to see what he does next. So that's my answer for the very best film director.
1: Yeah. Great.
0: That was fun. That was fun. (laughs) And. uh... And uh, if you disagree with us, of course, you can, uh, you you can have wrong. your say. Uh, you can go f- yourself. <laughs> uh, but before you do that, do give us a like and a follow. And then, you know, do what Sam said.
3: Yeah. At the very best podcast. That's what you're on the internet on for anyway.
0: At the very best podcast on Instagram. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify and um, a few other places. Thank you so much, um, One Little Atlas Dean, for that brilliant question. <laughs> I think the words I think Sam said finally. So <laughs> that just shows you what a great question it was, and uh, very, very it was so good question. It was so good. We went into a kind of a kind of Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole of our second and third favorite directors. Yeah, <laughs> our but, least um... favorite. Let's work backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But thanks, everyone, for listening, and um, see you next time. See you
3: guys.